This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The following content is not suitable for children. Lori, let's talk about the five sexual initiation styles. Let's get specific. There's not just one way. Let's get a lot. Okay, that'll be great. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. So, gee, what's the T? What's the T? Yeah, the T is kind of what's happening. Well, I'm a little uh, obsessed with my son's football schedule and team. He's a high school senior who's having a lot of fun. Senior year, they're undefeated. Playoffs are starting. So I'm a a little distracted. Oh, a little distracted, you say. A little distracted. (laughs) You're like over the moon, right? It's funny. A group of dads and I who coach these kids since youth, Mm. right? So we know them all. And last year in the middle of COVID, they had this abbreviated season. And somehow we found ourselves all at this restaurant and, you know, for good luck, we would, we did three shots and we were like, let's see what happens. And they won that game. And like somehow it set this precedent in place, right? This superstition because we're all superstitious with football. Yeah, right. Every game last year and every game this year, afterwards, we have to have these same three shots, right? And I don't really like tequila. It tastes like gasoline to me, yeah, but exactly. it's like, hey, they haven't lost since, so we got to keep it going. So you're telling us you are having some serious fun. Some serious fun. It's yeah. it is it is a blast to just you know, it's just on so many levels to just see a sport I love that I coach that might share with my son and all these oh. these young men who I know well too and with the dads and the moms all come out and it's just school pride. It's just so many levels that it it, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to probably go through a depression. So <laughs> when you all listen to me, whenever this ends in a couple of weeks, hopefully two months, but you know, it will, uh, it'll be a big loss, but it sounds really fun. Just that you've shared this with Dylan and all the boys that he grew up with. And you, you have camaraderie with the guys and the fathers you've, you know, seen the fruition of your own coaching and, I mean, all the fun, not to mention the tequila and the community. I mean, you have a community, yeah, a community. of people that are celebrating with you. And it's 7-0. And, and your son, you know, I know because I've been following his stats, is just killing it. I heard his coach said he was a monster among children, right? Well, he's, <laughs> he must take after his mother with that one. But it's, it's fun. Oh, that's awesome. Well, today we have a blog post that we want to talk about. We thought it was so smart. And this is from theartofconnection.org, a woman therapist, Dr. Petra Zebroff, who wrote this, and we'll link to her. But she talked about, you know, the five sexual initiation styles, and we like it when things are crystallized. And we just thought this would be something great to talk about the five different styles. There's a seduction style, touch style emotional connection style, sex talk style, 
and power play style. Right. And I think this is one of the hardest starting points for somebody who wants to get better at initiating. And they're like, mm -hmm. how do I do it? And mm -hmm. it's so vague and it feels so big that they just get stuck right from the get-go. So getting more specific, trying to get like, what would be the safest way for you to initiate? Mm -hmm. You know, what, which way, how does your partner like initiation? Like the mm -hmm. more you understand, this is similar to the love languages, right? The more mm -hmm. you can understand the different ways of connecting, the better the probability of it working. Oh, yeah. And I've said this before, but when Derek and I were first married, you know, he initiated one way, I initiated the other way. And it was like we kept missing each other because we didn't we didn't talk about it, of course. We didn't yep. talk about what was happening. We didn't talk about why there was a miss. It we were just both confused about, you know, why the other person wasn't responding. Exactly. And let's face it, most of us don't grow up in families or friends where we talk about these things. So mm -hmm. unless we're reading a book or something, it's like we're all making it up as we go. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping that you all listening could kind of get it more specific and try some of these uh, different styles. Yep. So the seduction style. Ooh, what's this one about? The game of desire. Mm. <laughs> right. So how, the, how does being more intentional about showing signs that you're aroused, that you want your partner, mm -hmm. right? This might be teasing them, undressing in front of them, flirting with them, right? This is you're trying to get your partners kind of primed and ready to go because you're showing what's going on inside of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a erotic style and... I mean, I think this is the style that most people use when they're first together. Yeah. You know, this is really, they're flashing each other those looks. They know what's coming. I was talking to a friend who is dating and she was saying, you know, all week long before she gets together with her partner, there's all these flirty little texts. You know, they FaceTime each other. They say all this stuff to each other and they make this big plan and they talk about the big plan. You know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And by the time they get there, you know, huge makeout session followed by passionate sex and boom, mm. they are there. Nice. I agree. I think this is the intentionality of just try to show your desire. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're almost all looking for this. Mm -hmm. But I think that turn off often to this seduction style is the rejection of the past, right? This becomes the block that, that causes you to hesitate, mm -hmm. right? And the more you hesitate, like it shows a lack of confidence and it's just like a killjoy to this process. Mm -hmm. So like, the, how do you tap into that confidence side of yourself that's saying, you know, I'm damn sexy as hell, right? And, <laughs> I'm too and sexy for my shirt. I'm too sexy for my shirt and I'm coming for you, right? <laughs> and I'm like, to get, I think it is helpful to kind of, yeah, I know in the past we've missed each other and, it, you know, that could cause some hesitations. But the only thing I can control is I like how I feel when I'm trying to seduce. Mm -hmm. I like being able to tap into that part of myself that I know I'm going to get aroused when I do that, you know, and to trust that and to let that natural process show itself because it's more playful. It's more fun. It's more, you know, eating becomes better. Listen to music. Everything gets enhanced. <laughs> All the senses start to kind of really <laughs> turn up when mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to kind of go down this road. Right. Being seductive is is vulnerable and sexy. And I think when we're acting and actively going toward our partner, 
it changes the brain versus necessarily just waiting to be seduced. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk to people all the time who get divorced or whatever, and like suddenly, maybe I knew them when they were married, and you know, they, they never did any of this, and suddenly they're turned on. They're totally turned on. And seduction, I think, especially if you are the seducer, it turns your body on. Yes. Even if you're female and maybe you don't have the high T, you know, I'm, let's say we don't have the high T, you know, I mean, it still turns our body on to be active, to direct ourselves in that way. Right. And, and the person who's receiving the seduction. I mean, the irony is this is where most people go in their fantasies, right? They're mm-hmm. imagining being seduced. Mm-hmm. Right? When we're watching things that turn us on in movies or videos, it's, it's often this seduction move. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tap into this. So if you haven't danced for your partner in a while or done a strip tease or like whatever it might be that feels safe and playful for you, we get years of rejection and distance and the routine might have kind of started to kind of numb this side. But be more intentional. See what happens to just think about, you know what, not only are we going to have sex on Friday night, date night. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start the seduction when I wake up Friday morning. And it's just mm-hmm. one of the different ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. How can that. you drink your coffee in a seductive way, Laurie? <laughs> Listen, I drink my coffee seductively every single morning. There you go. <laughs> Lots of cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's too much. Well, I won't delete comment that on Joe. that one. No, Joe, Joe, Joe. God. Joe, come on. Okay, We're going to have okay. to reach a different audience. We need some cream in it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Two, the touch style. Sensuous touch. All right. Reaching for your partner. Reaching for your partner in bed in the morning. That's that's a good one. Touch. Yeah. Our first native language. Yeah, this is our, our body, our soul, our mind understands touch in a deep way. Yeah, and, and sometimes these obviously going to intermingle with each other these different styles Mm -hmm. but to be really intentional about waking your partner's body up with touch Mm -hmm. right all the different we've talked about this in lots of podcasts just the you know light touch soft touch tickling touch there's so many pressure heat temperature there's so much here that most of us just just don't pay attention to Mm -hmm. touch is so important i've had my girlfriends visiting and we all grew up together. We grew up in these church groups and, you know, we were not supposed to have sex or anything like that. But so the entire youth group learned how to do really sensual back rubs. <laughs> and we're still doing them. Like, not not that we're interested in each other as women, but I mean, we learned how to touch to kind of convert that sexual impetus to something that we could convey in just a, a back rub. It was, it was hot group yeah. now that I think about wow. that. Wow. I think for a lot of men, it's the opposite. Right? You don't get a lot of being taught how to touch or how to give touch. So oftentimes the touch can go too quickly to firm and to, mm-hmm. you know, strong. And, and they, we miss the opportunity for all of that kind of sensual mm-hmm. and different body parts. And, you know, touch going right to the genital. Like there's so much there. Mm-hmm. The skin is the biggest sex organ. There's so many places to touch that are, are, are really cool to start slowly getting that body going. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think you're right. A man who can learn how to softly touch in the beginning, so sexy. I see men and I talk to men and sometimes men like do weird things. You know, when they shake your hand, they squeeze your hand really hard. I'm thinking, 
do you not realize you're squeezing a woman's hand, you know? Like, hello. Uh, or some That's somebody hilarious. who kind of pats you on the back, like a buddy who pats you on the back. I mean, nearly like crush you. Yeah. I always crack up. It's talking about the football games and you're saying hi to all the dads and it's like a squeezing contest. I'm like, why do we, why do we need to do this? You know, <laughs> see who can squeeze each other's hand the hardest. But yeah, I mean, I think how could that mindset not shift into if that's what your body thinks of touch, it becomes about mm -hmm. strength, then can you have that flexibility to shift gears into the lighter, softer, playful kind of touch? Mm -hmm. And I just think all day long, you know, touch is so important to create that climate for sex, maybe at a later date. I mean, when you're walking by your partner in the hallway, you drag your hand across their ass or they're sitting at the computer and you just stroke their hair or they're cooking in the kitchen and you kiss the back of their neck. All of that, all day long. I mean, I think our bodies just crave affection and being touched. And so many people, either gender, talk about how they really want that as a starting point, a climate that makes them ready for sex. So, And it's a two-way street. I mean, when you walk by, you just gently touch your, your partner's ass. It's just not your partner that's getting a hit of dopamine from that. The giver gets it too, mm. right? That's what's so beautiful about mm. touch and both people get it simultaneously. Mm -hmm. I love that song. Giver. I love that song, Can't Keep My Hands to Myself. <laughs> you know? All yeah. right, well, let's okay. come back and get to the next three. Okay. Please use a lubricant. You know, Uber Lube is the lubricant that I have been using for 20 years and recommending to clients because it is silicone-based and it has a trace of vitamin E, which is actually good. There's studies out that demonstrate vitamin E oil on the vulva actually heals us. I mean, it makes it better even during foreplay, even during the time that when you're sort of getting ready for intercourse, that is the time to use Uberlube. And I just invite you to go to uberlube.com, use the coupon foreplay. That helps support the podcast. It is the best on the market. So many doctors recommend it. And I recommend it as Dr. Lori Watson, sex therapist. I had a patient last week tell me, you know what, I have used so many lubricants and all of them have some sort of irritation to my body, but this one really works. It's got a smooth glide and it doesn't irritate me the way the others do. So uberlube.com slash foreplay. Thanks. Speaking with certified sex therapist, Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress on an issue that you've been stuck in. Maybe it's a sexual issue or a relationship issue. People will fly in maybe on a Friday and we'll do three hours usually, get them acclimated, kind of set a direction. And then on Saturday, we usually do four or five hours and Sunday morning, four or five hours as well. Compared to weekly therapy, I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. How do people know if an intensive will help them? I do an initial hour interview to make sure that the candidate is suited for that kind of deep, long work and also to make sure that I'm the right person. And for the record, if you don't choose to come in and see me, then you don't have to pay for that hour. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. All right, Lori, tip number three. 
the emotional connection style. This one we talk about a lot. Right. And again, Dr. Petra Zebroff, this is her work, and we're just riffing on it. The emotional connection style. Put your phone away. Put your phone away. You know, George, I got to say, I know you actually do put your phone away, don't you? I do. you do. still do that? I do. Mm-hmm. I don't need the distractions. <laughs> you have plenty of distractions. As yeah, I have too much going on to begin with. Uh-huh. But the intentionality, again, about feeding the heart and that emotional bond, right? Interest, levels of engagement mm. is so important. Mm. I'm just amazed how often we're deprived of interest. Like, there's mm-hmm. no conversation. It's just this physical act, throw each other in bed. No, like, take some time, listen to each other. Show that interest, have that eye contact. This is the stuff that's going to prime that heart to really feel. You know, think about dating, getting married, the birth of your kids. These these are these moments. This is so much more than just the sex act, right? We're trying to tap into the power of the relationship here. Interest after 40 is what's sexy in my mind. I mean, so few people ask each other, what's going on? What's the tea? Or, I mean, just with... You know, their partner, just to know kind of the, the daily debrief. And and that's the entryway into more emotional sharing. You know, there's some of these things out there, these card decks and stuff where you, you get one question, maybe a day that is a deeper question, something that you're not necessarily thinking about. It's not the bills. It's not the kids. It's not the mundane. But just, hey, I, you know, what do you think about X? My family does that at Christmas. We ask each other deep questions from this card deck that we love. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, there's got to be a way to do that with our partners so that that creates something between us that is more than just living life. What is it? The middle road, George? We get stuck in the middle road. Yeah. I love those three roads. High road is great sex, great energy, all the vacation, middle roads, the grind of life, the bills, the laundry, cutting the mm-hmm. lawn. Then we mm-hmm. got the low road, that vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Those insecurities. That emotional style that we're talking about is, it's critical to, to the safety and the relaxation that great lovers talk mm-hmm. about, right? It's how we become part of something bigger than ourselves. Let's really open up that space to allow the, the, the heart to, to breathe and to expand and to connect and to thrive. It's eye contact and telling your partner you love them. I think rituals of kissing hello and goodbye and mm-hmm. celebrating the holidays together with gifts. And, you know, it's just creating that climate of love and priority and attention. Awesome. All right, let's go to number four. Woohoo! Sex talk. Let it rip. <laughs> Let it out. Let it you know, out. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> I mean, for some people, this is just kind of what, what lights them up. Yeah. Right? To be able to be that explicit and say, hey, I want to fuck tonight. Like that, you know, and, and that's foreplay. Yeah. Right? To just hear those words. And a lot of us grow up in families where we don't hear those words. So there's something like a little bit like risky about it like this we're going down the grungy road of 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 the carnal nature (laughs) right exactly you like that i did i liked that that was funny the grungy road of carnal nature yeah can we put that on instagram chris there we go (laughs) a george fowler quote okay good yeah no i think you're right i think that sometimes 
we have to let out the sexual animal, right? The And sex talk and dirty talk and all of that, telling each other what you really, really want. That is so vulnerable. And, and it's great. Right. And it's also where I think couples can really miss each other. Mm-hmm. Right. If one person's won this emotional startup and this romance and the other's like, hey, bend over, baby, I want it. Like, it's just <laughs> like it's it's joint, you know, disjointing to the brain. And that's why couples need to have this conversation beforehand to not take it so personal. Like if 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 my love language is sex, dirty talk, because that's just something like I can't actually act out on lots of things fantasy wise. This is mm-hmm. a way of me kind of bringing some of that energy out like i just need you to roll with it if you're my partner like you know this isn't (laughs) don't take it so personal have some fun with it right i think it's this is where couples can often miss each other i think you're right and i think that sexual initiation i mean all of these styles could work occasionally you know i think it's a little bit like salt maybe this isn't your favorite but, you know, every once in a while you need a little salt to, to make spice things up and make it taste good. And it, it, it's just like we have to have some flexibility, especially if this is a primo one for your partner. And I think, you know, as I was talking to a client recently, this is the way they heard sex described as a kid, as a boy growing up. Mm-hmm. It was all dirty talk. And so it feels sexual to his brain. You know, when you say right. penis, eh. You know, that, that, that's like clinical. It doesn't sound good, but dick or something like that, that sounds sexy. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. We have this early <laughs> learning that turns us on. So why fight it? Why try to talk people out of it? Yep. If you like the word dick instead of penis, like well, if you're the partner, use it. Yep. And it's always fun for the partner who's not so comfortable to surprise their partner with a quick, dirty, I mean, it like blows up their partner's brain, right? Where they kind of use that language, right? So again, it's a good way of bringing in a new move, some more fun into your relationship. Just every once in a while, drop that. Just drop it. Yeah. Right? Just like if your eyes are always closed, every once in a while, open it up just to see what it's like. <laughs> see, see who's there. <laughs> okay, power play style. Woohoo, what is this about? Kind of power play style is really trying to be, I guess, more intentional about the importance of this would be where that strength would come in. Some people want it, somebody who's going to take charge. Mm-hmm. Others want to be the person in charge. There's something really, something about control mm-hmm. and that, that can get the arousal system going. This is the throw you up against a wall kind of sex, you know? I, I mean, right. I think it's it's aggressive or it's... You know, somebody, if you like that, you know, your partner being really aggressive and, and seeing that. Yeah, I think that aggressiveness for the person who's in a more submissive role, they don't have to think so much. They don't have to, you know, they, it gets them out of the routine of the worrying and the lists and everything else. Like they're just going to kind of be responsive and just surrender to it. And there's something about surrendering that is really sexy. It is. It is. In this article, she talks about at least having a discussion beforehand about what you like with power play. This is kind of bordering on kink. Um, I probably think the sexiest thing about kink is the power differential and Mm. the fact that there is kind of a a control factor that is psychological. And what you said, you know, if you're always in charge and then you don't have to be in charge or uh, I think it works. I, I, teach people to play a game i call i actually i call it baseball maybe i should start calling it you call it what football maybe i call it baseball but it, maybe i should say something else but it's basically 
trying to get them to be aroused and their partner telling them don't come. I mean, that's a power game. It's, it's something that somebody else is in control of your orgasm. And especially if you're having trouble getting there and you're like watching yourself and you're thinking, oh, you know, my body's not turning on. And then somebody says, yeah, 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 just relax. Don't let your body turn on. In fact, don't come. You know, and then it's like three strikes and you're out. Like the third time you're like, please, please, please. And then they go, okay, you can go over the edge. I mean, it's it's a power play. It's different. So, you know, maybe if you start that way with seduction and saying, you know, I'm in charge tonight. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're going to come tonight. We'll, we'll just see how it goes. It's nice to mix it up. I think most partners are pretty equal in a bedroom and that's cool some of the time. Right, but to switch roles where sometimes one person has more power and the other has less, and like that's just allowing both to tap into parts of themselves they might not often. So I love that idea. It's somebody who's always got to make every decision in life, and they have all this pressure, and they always deliver, and they feel good about themselves doing it. But there's there's a stress that comes with that. And then, you know, for an hour, you could just like say, you know what, tell me what the heck to do. <laughs> you know, there's something so freeing about that. Right. That Right. The role play, the, the role change in that is so different and can be so sexy. And the flip side of that, for you to be somebody who's indecisive, that always, you know, second guesses, that people are making decisions, that, you know, you, everything you do is more reactive in life because you have to take care of a million different people. You know, it might be nice for that, you know, little bit of time to call all the shots to be in charge, to be the boss, to feel what it's like to be so decisive that says, this is just the way it's gonna go, right? And I, I sometimes tell sexual withdrawers this, like, you know what, just tell your partner, I'm in charge. I'll tell you when it's time for sex. And that like makes their sexual pursuer <laughs> partner's brain just go, woo, you're gonna tell me when it's time for sex and you're in charge and, I mean, it, it's like what it says is I'm thinking about it. And so if the sexual withdrawal, and then they can just pick, okay, I, I want to have sex at this point, you know, but it's like the whole control game. This can really work sometimes and change that dynamic between a sexual pursuer and sexual withdrawer. And the only thing I'd add on this, I think it's a great list is maybe something more intentional with the erotic mind where you're reading a book together, you watch a film together. I mean, I see a lot of couples will do that. They'll watch a sexy film and that kind of gets things really primed up for both of them. I like that. And it's, I mean, well, you're talking about two different things, visual eroticism and auditory eroticism. When you can take a big task like initiating and break it down into smaller pieces, it becomes more doable. We hope you all listen and can find something in that list that maybe you don't do. And give it a shot. What do you got to lose? What's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't work so well. You go back to something that's more comfortable. Yeah. But to bring that energy, that curiosity, that playfulness into the bedroom before, afterwards, some good stuff. Right. And I would say identify your native style, how you like sex initiated. Also identify how you typically initiate sex. Mm -hmm. And then for a little bit of salt, try some of these other things just to mix it up and Bring some variety, bring, bring something fresh to your sex life. Nice. And reminder to our lovely listeners, mm. please continue to give us these reviews on Apple and Spotify. They make such a difference in spreading this message of, of building excitement, of, of getting new listeners, right? It's just what keeps it going. And so we need your help. Please continue to give us those reviews. Yes. Five new reviews would pop us really to the top of the charts, believe it or not, like five reviews. 
And if you would just tell a friend about what you're listening to, and if we're helping you, that is awesome. Just tell one person, yep. you know, somebody that you're safe with and say, hey, this is helpful to you. I, I will say um, a young friend of mine, uh, a daughter of some really old dear friends of ours, posted on her Facebook about us and said, you're welcome in advance when she referenced Foreplay Radio and said, you know, just for her young couple friends to listen to because they're all young married. And so I'm very grateful for that. And Yeah. And unlike most successful big podcasts that have a team and production crews and all this, this is really a, a bottom-up process. This is all word of mouth. This is all people just appreciating it and giving us feedback and letting other people know. We couldn't do this without you all, and, and we really – we are so thankful. Yeah, this is George and I and Krista. Thank you, Krista, for all your work. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, everyone. Lori, really excited about the Success and Vulnerability Project. We are really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. Really exciting, good stuff. It is. I love it. I listen to the new modules repeatedly. It's great information. I'm learning, you know, still in the process and it is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun, they're funny, and they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number four, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.